All right, everybody, welcome to another edition of What's What Be Hard. Today we have Ginger Gutner, who is the Communications Manager at LSU School of Veterinary Medicine. How are you, Ginger, today? I am great. Awesome. Here in my so, game room. What's that? Here in my game room. <laughs> in the game room. Yeah, everybody's makeshifting, you know, backgrounds. I was talking to a guy the other day. The, the best one that I've seen, people have been changing their backgrounds to, you know, they're in outer space or different things. I uh, actually, it was my sister. I talked with her and she had gone and done all the right angles and taken a picture of her office where she normally would sit and threw that as her background. So it looked like she was still at the office. <laughs> so, so, so anyway, tell me what's going on out at the uh, LSU school. Normally at the vet school, I'm usually there when there's an emergency. And I've got to bring, you know, one of the, I've brought probably three dachshunds, miniature dachshunds out there with back problems in the back middle of the night. I was about to say, I could pretty much say what's wrong with them. Um, we are open for emergencies. So for both small and large animals. And so um, we had originally, when this, the first wave of, you know, things kind of shutting down, we had just scaled back, um, you know, to emergencies and what we call, well, and we're still doing what we call critical care. Like you can't stop chemotherapy, right? Mm, um, even right. for animals. So if they're undergoing um, oncology, cancer treatment, that has to continue. So um, cases like that are continuing, and then certainly for emergencies. Gotcha. So, is that you still have the doctors? Obviously, are still there. Uh, what about students? I hear the campus is shut down. You know, students from... are not there. So it's just faculty and staff right now. So it's veterinarians and veterinary technicians. Um, but then a few other, but because we are open, um, and again, no disrespect to colleges like, you know, English or French, um, but I'm fairly certain, I'm fairly certain those buildings are empty, you know, so because we have people in the building, we still have supply, you know, things are being delivered, those mm -hmm. have to be accepted and, and parceled out to where they need to be, custodial staff are still there, security is still there, and we still have um, people that take care of research animals. So we have 90 horses that live at the vet school, like for education. Oh. So wow. someone has to feed those. That's a, I have no idea, 90 horses. That's About. where we see when everybody's going out to the games and parking, right? right? That's okay. Right. So that's, well, you some guys. of those are, some are patients, but yeah, they're, we call it our teaching herd. So we mm -hmm. have, you know, horses that just live with us. What else do you have a, anything else is obviously you mentioned others. So you've got 90. Well, what else do you guys take care of? Other, we, we're going to get to Mike in a little bit here. So. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, so, you know, there are uh, animals that are used for research, you know, mice and rats and things like that. So again, none of that research is going on right now, but those animals still have to be cared for. Gotcha. So the one question you guys oversee Mike in his health, obviously yeah. at the end of the day to take care of all that and obviously that's still that's still happening and that's a daily chore daily. i can imagine well yeah he he doesn't he's not aware there's a pandemic so his life should carry on as normal and so it is maybe it just the less people standing you know around the cage less yes, people probably. standing around the habitat yes so is how is that is that the actual doctors take that or is there a staff you know that takes care he of is a, he is assigned to veterinary student caretakers they work for two years we're actually in a transition right now um because you have to be on an even numbered year because it's a two-year job so he has a veterinarian um who is a professor at lsu um but so right now he actually has four student caretakers because he has the two that are graduating this may and then he has the two that have been training since february so uh, Dr. Baker um, 
he he went to the class of 2022 back in January, said, uh, if you're interested, here are the responsibilities. Um, let me, and then he interviews them. They have to apply as a team. Like you and I would have to apply together. We have to like each other. Well, it's a seven day a week job. So yeah, I don't know where you're from, but like my family lives in Houston. So do we flip a coin for Christmas? Like he's going to eat on December 25th. So it's really important that you and I um, like each other and are going to get along really well. Um, and so uh, the two caretakers in training uh, will take over May 1st. So right now he has four. So once they're selected, he starts, yeah. they, start, they start shadowing the current ones. It's a big responsibility. Okay, so, so it's a, I, I'm sure that's, everybody's gunning, you know, for that. There's a large, you know, a lot of people want to say that we took care of, you know, Mike and, you know, while I was in school. Is, what's the process like for that? You know, the, obviously you said they've got to apply together, you know, mm -hmm. to take part is, is there a lot of people doing that or not many I because it's, it's, it's actually not as many as you would think. I think because I think a lot of people would think, oh, I want to do this. And then when they, they see the list of like, here's everything you have to do every day. Again, it's seven days a week for two years. Um, now, granted, as partners, we can we can parse that. We can parse that out, which is what they do. Um, you know, if you're married with kids, maybe it's not. Though I should, shouldn't say that because one of the new ones is married and has a daughter. But um it's a lot of responsibility and you're still a full-time veterinary student. So one of the mm. questions I get asked all the time is what time is Mike outside? And our, our pat response is he's out no later than 8 a.m. I'm not going to tell you he's let out that that door opens every day at 7.30, right? Mm -hmm. Because he's been let out at four in the morning and he's been let out at 8.02 a.m. It depends on what their schedules are. So if, so the way they do it now, um, no, well, right now, because they're training, the two new ones have to go every day, morning and night. But once they are comfortable in the process with the standard operating procedures, then they will divide the work. And what the last several uh, sets of caretakers have done is, so let's say you and I are the caretakers. I go tonight, um, I open the door, he comes in the night house, I have his food all ready for him. Um, I know how much food I've put out, I know where I put it, like, did I pile it? Did I spread it out? Um, I kind of visit with him for a little bit. And then I'm going to go tomorrow morning. Because anyone that has pets knows um, how much they eat, how they eat matters, right? In terms of behavior, if, they're, if something's wrong. You know, if, like, if you always put out, like, a cup of food and your dog doesn't eat for a couple of days, something's the matter, right? Right. Or if, or if maybe they take it out of the bowl and put it over there, and that's weird. So I know how much food I put out where I put it. So when I go in the morning, I can see, did he eat everything? Did he spread it around? You know what I mean? I, I can, that's part okay. of observing his behavior. So, so tomorrow morning I get there, I kind of check that out. Um, they open a door. So he moves from the bedroom to the, what we call, I refer to it as the dining room. He has two areas. Um, anyone who's followed him on social media, if you see the meat art that yeah, we put out, right? That's in, that's in the dining room. <laughs> Um, if you see shavings, that's the bedroom side. So he has two sides. So, but if he wants to go outside, he's got to be on the dining room side. So they open a door, he goes through, they lock him in that room. They walk through the bedroom and they go out and they have to walk the whole yard every day to make sure it's safe for him to go out. Trash blows in there. I mean, it's open because of the fencing, right? Um, right. 
I've been out there where we picked up mushrooms that sprouted up because we didn't know if they were good mushrooms or bad mushrooms. Um, you know, they could be toxic. So uh, they check, they check the fencing, they clean out the pool filter. Um, as a caretaker, you are a janitor and a pool boy. So they've got to make sure, you know, all that's cleared out. Um, and then once the yard is deemed safe for him to go outside, they let him out. Then they go inside and they clean because he eats on the floor and the world is his toilet. So they have to clean everything. Like we don't, janitorial staff don't come in. They do that. I never thought um, about that. Yeah, they're so there's a lot of you know. <laughs> uh, Well, we shared a video on Mike's social media yesterday. It's a, it was an interview with one of his current caretakers and it kind of goes through that. Like it shows him mopping the floor. It shows him putting the bedding together. Uh, putting the food out. So if you want to see that, you can go um, either Facebook or definitely it's on Facebook and Twitter. Um, okay. So Mike the Tiger, no spaces. Um, and there's an inner, there's a video, a really great video that kind of gives an overview of what it's a day in the life of a caretaker. So it doesn't sound as glorious as it might, you know, sound this is. No, oh no. Uh, let me tell you, they would, they would, I don't care what's involved. They would do all the things, but um and, and they would do it for free, though they are paid, but they're paid a stipend, like they're not paid by the hour, right? So if they have to work extra hours, they don't get extra money. But for them, it's, it's absolutely not about that. And so I assume they're dividing, like you said, Christmas, someone's got to be here, you mm -hmm. know, so they kind of work it out amongst themselves. Right. So the current two, one is from Baton Rouge and one's from Michigan. And so uh, Nick went home to Michigan for that week and Trey did everything. Um, and then when Nick got back, he gets a week, you know, Trey gets a week off is how they did it. Gotcha. Um, and, but we've had some where they both live out of town and you've just got to figure that out. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'm assuming they're prepared. Are these the same people, the caretakers that are working, you know, getting them, bringing them out to the stadium, you know, and getting, getting them into where it goes, or is that a different group of, you know, no, no, it's all the, it would be the same people. Yeah. So if we had to, well, he doesn't go to the games anymore, but if we do move him now, it'd be for a medical reason, but it would be his, it would be the, the, what we would call the caretaker. So it would be the two students. It would be Dr. Baker. Um, again, for a medical reason, we probably have anesthesia there. It would just depend. Gotcha. So <clears throat> it sounds like you guys are, I don't want to say business as usual or business as unusual, but it's, you guys are still having to do a lot of the normal things that you'd have to do. You know, there they, you got yeah, a lot the, of animals. The, the only, of. the only difference in terms of his care, um, weeks ago, even before things got as, you know, as bad as they are, Dr. Baker had told the students, um, not to touch him. Like they don't, no one ever goes in the same space as him. There's always a barrier. But, and you can see in the video with Nick, like Mike will rub up against the bars and they can kind of, you know what I mean? They can kind of pet him a little bit. So he had asked them to stop doing that. And then they started wearing um, masks and gloves when they're in the night house now. Okay. I didn't realize that they couldn't go in the same space. So there's always. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. Tiger King, notwithstanding, that's not really a good idea. <laughs> Everybody's been talking about that. I've yet to get there. So, so, but so. Mike, obviously everything's taken care of there, even on the vet school, you know, side of things. Like you said, it's, if there's an emergency, still, you guys are there Absolutely. around the clock. And so, and yeah, close. never close. That's, like I said, I've been there three times, middle of the night and yep. done probably, I think two back surgeries. So it's, um, we appreciate that. Um, what else? Is there anything that you'd want to let people know that's going on or that you guys are, you know, what's the next step? You know, when do you guys 
anticipate them. We're starting to hear some kind of phase rollout, you know, phase one, phase two, phase three. Our hospital you know where you director, guys fall? Yeah, the hospital director is working on that now because, you know, part of it's not, obviously we want to serve the community, you know, by providing veterinary care as needed, but this is training for our students, right? Like they're at home that we're doing as much as we can. Like, I think they're still participating in rounds, you know, where they're hearing about the cases that are that are coming in but it's not the same as getting that hands-on experience. So I think we're gonna, we're gonna obviously follow whatever the governor's directives are, um, but the, I'm pretty sure that the hospital's director's already working on a plan to phase those students back in. Gotcha. And with that, because I think, you know, would they still, would those students outside of a semester, do they still work, you know, like if you're in veterinary school and working, you mentioned doing rounds, you know, if they're not in a, a summer, you know, program, are they still coming in and working through the summer? Right. So uh, vet school is divided into phase one and phase two. So the first two and a half, two years and the first semester of the third year, you're in class, right? That's lectures, that's labs. And then phase two, the hospital becomes their classroom. Like when I give tours of the vet school, I always tell people, I don't have a dog classroom and a horse classroom. I have a first year, a second year, and a third year. They sit in that same room like all day. The teachers rotate through. So it's not like high school where you're walking around with your backpack. Yeah. Right? You, you kind of nest in your area and the, the, the professors come through. But once they're in the hospital, then they're on each, they're on different rotations or blocks for two weeks at a time. So let's say you want to be a horse veterinarian and I want to be a dog and cat veterinarian you and I are going to take different services, right? Like I still have to take equine. I still have to learn about horses because I want to pass my board exam at the end of the year. Um, but I'm probably going to take one equine block. You'll probably take more. Whereas, but I'll, I'll load up with ophthalmology, dermatology, and you know, all those things that I know I'm going to need as a small animal veterinarian. So we, it's, you have to pick a track, like what kind of veterinary medicine you want to practice. And then mm -hmm. that determines the blocks that you take. But they're but they everyone gets usually gets everything for two weeks, and then goes and, back and loads up on the ones they really need. And so what's possible when they're in that they'll continue. It's not like spring semester, fall semester. No, it's, I think they just from, go from a fee bill standpoint. You know they pay LSU that way. But no, and that's what we tell our there again prospective students. You don't get a summer break after second year, right? You like keep going. First, yeah, you're you're just you're just gonna power through. Now that it's it's 15 months, and I think they're given eight weeks that they can use as vacation. They can use for what we call externships, where again, if you're, you wanna really concentrate on equine and we encourage our students to do externships because they'll go to other hospitals. They may go to Auburn's vet school. They may go to an equine only practice outside of Dallas for six weeks gotcha. um, okay. and get intensive training. Uh, one of Mike's current caretakers, uh, Nick wants to work at a zoo. So he did it a six week externship at a zoo, which also meant Trey had to do everything for six weeks, twice a day. Wow. Yeah, every day. So that yeah, gotta, gotta, gotta like you a lot, right? That's, I can see where you make them apply together. So, you know, that yeah. probably wouldn't work, you know, pairing No, we got paired up and I, and I turned out you and I were oil and water, that would not be good. So he makes them apply as a team. That's, that's cool. And it's a two year that they're is. running yep. taking care of all that for two years yeah so like i said the, the the ones who are in training started in february um yeah so they'll go all the way to may of 2022 wow and but it's it's super cool <laughs> right it sounds like it it sounds yeah. like you'd be you know there's stories to tell you know but it's like anything anything worth it you got to commit to it yeah so. oh, and and obviously uh you know you don't go into veterinary medicine if you don't care about animals and 
you know, that's part of it. And, and it's not required that you, um, like Nick just happens to be somebody who wants to work in a zoo, but like almost all the last few have all just been like dog and cat people, but they had the dedication and were wanted the job. And like, so you don't have to say, I want to work with exotics. That's not a requirement. Gotcha. Well, look, I appreciate uh, all the information. It's enlightened me. I had no idea how this program actually worked. I didn't know the dedication, you know, these guys will have to get a link to the video that you guys put out to kind of see the day in the life, you know, yeah, for everybody. Yeah, it's really, really, really cool. That sounds, it sounds interesting, you know, to dig more, you know, kind of deeper into behind the scenes of kind of how this works and mm -hmm. what it takes to maintain a habitat. And like you said, you've got to be the pool guy. You got to pick up the trash. You got to, you know, you got to do all of it. Like so. I said, you are, you are a janitor and a pool boy. That's, that's amazing. Well, look, I appreciate everything you guys are doing, staying through, you know, running the hospital, being there for the emergencies. I know the community does as well. Uh, we'd love to have you back, talk more, just kind of as you guys start phasing and kind of seeing how things open up. So, well, Ginger, I appreciate it. And uh, I'll give you back some time in your day. We'll Great. Thanks. let you kind of run through from there. So, thank you very much. You're very welcome.